Hey everyone, welcome to Horror Hitting Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. I'm Erica. Hey, I'm Steve. <laughs> and that's Max. <laughs> Mad if Max. Hear, if you hear a baby making any noise at any point during this episode, he's an honorary guest. Please If you hear that, that's Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's like, hello. So uh, tonight we're going to be talking about Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X to finish out our Friday the 13th series. Thank fucking Jesus. We did it. We covered all of them. <laughs> it's time to put it to rest. It's, the hand of the thank Jesus. Sometimes <laughs> dead is better. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe Jason well, just stayed dead. cemetery reference there. Yeah. Thanks, guys. With that, that dropping soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you, man. So, um, I'll say before we start, it's a shame that this series ends with the worst one. Because <laughs> it's what made us put it off for so long. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I probably could have gotten over it if it was like four to five, and then there were some good ones after it. But like having it right at the end, it was like you just you know, it, it was a fun ride talking about all of them up until this point. But oh, yeah. oh this will be a fun episode, I promise. Oh no, no, it definitely. It's it's gonna be an interesting conversation. What's interesting about these movies is they're the worst ones. If, like <laughs> he's he's like yes, this movie sucks. <laughs> uh, in, in my opinion, and I'm sure in all of our opinion, they're the worst ones, but they have the most, like, facts about them, like, looking up and looking into them and stuff. Like, I have a lot of shit on these movies, so we'll dive yeah, right I in. Sat, oh, you're good. Uh, I sat down and listened to an hour and a half interview with Adam Marcus, because I really wanted to know, like, <laughs> what the fuck his flunking process <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Does he regret them? No, he he stands fully behind uh, everything he did. Um, he blames like a lot of like Sean Cunningham, like cutting a lot of his shit out. Which when we dive into it, yeah. like, it's kind of interesting the things that were left out. So we'll wait for that. All right, Point. well let's let's dive into um, Jason Goes to Hell, and I will say too, um, we'll probably do a follow up episode where we rank all of the movies, and we're gonna be doing a YouTube video where we rank the movies from worst to best so if you're not f- subscribed to us on youtube check that out and keep an eye out for the video i promise i'll be nice it might even be out before this episode depending on how that all goes how the child acts so enjoy the episode horror has many faces death wears many different masks but pure evil wears only one and this is your final chance to see it Jason goes to hell The Final Friday. So, the first movie we're going to talk about is Jason Goes to Hell. It was released in 1993. It was directed by Adam Marcus and written by Jay Hugley. Hugley? 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 Sure. And Adam Marcus. Um, It currently has a 4.3 on IMDb. I think that's a very kind rating. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say that. Um, So it was was titled Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday. They couldn't use the name Friday the 13th because this was the first film that was released by New Line Cinemas. Mm -hmm. Who 
bought the rights from Paramount because Jason Takes Manhattan didn't do as well as they wanted it to in box office, so they sold the rights to New Line. I'm not surprised. But they didn't get the rights to use the name Friday the 13th, so they just did Jason Goes to Hell, which is also why Jason X is Jason X and not... Friday the 13th X? Friday the 13th X? Mm. Jason X sounds better anyway. Yeah. So uh, the film had a $3 million budget, and it grossed $15.9 million. I don't know why. Um, People didn't know it was bad it when they went to go really see it. It did really good. It did really good in DVD sales, VHS sales, and yeah. Rentals. Well, that's too. I'll, I'll just bring it up now. Um, Jason X. If I skip ahead. Um, oh wait, maybe that was Jason X. Then. Well, yeah, Jason X. Uh, the budget was 11 million, and it grossed 16.9 million. Um, it's it's viewed as being like a huge flop. But it's actually um, one of the most successful movies in the franchise because of how much they made in VHS and DVD sales. That's crazy. Uh, That's so nice. I remember renting it on pay-per-view. I remember renting it on VHS. Same. uh, We rented it at a blockbuster in Liberty. I did it on pay-per-view on Time Warner Cable. Yeah. (laughs) With Kyle. Kyle was there. Shameless plug. All right. Um, So the, the movie was directed by Adam Marcus. It was his first time writing and directing. Um, it shows. He took on, <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> he took on the project, uh, which he, it was approved by Sean S. Cunningham for him to take it over. Um, I'll say critics and fans didn't approve of the direction taken or the disinclusion of Jason in the film. Big Not surprise there. Hotter. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> so the film, uh, the original idea for the film was going to be Jason vs. Freddy or Freddy vs. Jason. Um, that was in development hell for years. Uh, they also had the idea of Jason Takes L.A., in which Jason would take on rival gangs, and the rival gangs would have to team up to fight Jason. Uh. Why wasn't that? (laughs) That's what I was hoping for, right there. Um, so Jay Hughley wrote the initial script, and it was described, and these are in quotes... (coughs) As being ten kinds of awful and impossible to understand. Ten kinds of awful. Sean S. Cunningham hired Dean Laurie to rewrite the script, and he gave him four days to do it. That Um, makes a lot of sense. And it was polished by Leslie Boehm over a weekend. So, big rush put on it. Sean S. Cunningham has said that... I'm going to skip ahead to this a little bit. I'm skipping around on my notes. Um... So they did the shoot, and the initial shoot was 28 days. And David Hanman, who was the editor of the film, was the only one to view the footage while they were filming it. So they weren't viewing the dailies like they were supposed to to make sure that what they shot was usable. Yeah. So of all of the film that they shot, only 43 minutes were usable after the shoot. They had to go back and do reshoots and repurpose certain things that they took footage of. I think that that's a lot of the reason why the story is all over the fucking place. Um, there were a lot of things that were cut. There was like a lot of like character development with certain characters that were cut. And Sean S. Cunningham called the final project a not so good movie, and said that Marcus's idea was to disinclude Jason because he said the last thing that people want is Jason running around a camp chopping up teenagers. And that they no, wanted something to, want. yeah, <laughs> nope, <laughs> exactly. And you know, it's funny too. When I was listening to that interview with Adam Marcus, 
he quoted that Sean Cunningham said, get rid of the fucking hockey mask, and I quote that. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's like, sad but that's so, You're at the fucking, you're at the final, like, there's one more, you know, the there's final one. Friday. Yeah, you're like at the fucking final one, and now you want to cut out the hockey mask? Like, yeah. it's literally been the staple in the entire franchise. You know what they like, should have done? They should have done a crossover with the Friday movies, and... Friday thirteenth. That, <laughs> that would have been, been fun. Good. So what what kind of bugs me about this is Where he just gets stoned and beats up Devo. <laughs> yeah. Reading uh reading interviews between like Sean S. Cunningham and like other people involved in not only this movie but Jason X and like any other movie, it seems like Sean Cunningham like straight up approves everything that goes on and as soon as it flops he just shits on it and is yep. like i didn't agree to this this is stupid like that's just my my interpretation no, of it definitely because i mean if he really was that against it do you think it would have ended up in the final cut of the film well that's what i'm saying so everything that i read on this like every decision that they made it's like oh sean s cunningham approved of this he approved of this he approved of this but then the final movie comes out and he's just like, like this, is, this is this is terrible they, yeah exactly so it just seems like it was a, a rushed mess to me. Yeah, and he almost fired Adam Marcus on on set because yeah. uh, Adam was trying to be creative with this one shot. It's towards the last act, and it's like almost like this ripple effect, this blue like ripple effect, uh, where it would symbolize like the lake, right? Mm-hmm. And because he didn't get Sean Cunningham's approval, like he almost fired him like right on set. That's crazy. Well, he. He also, uh, Sean Cunningham had to direct the last few days of filming because the main actress in the movie, uh, you know the part where she's, like, crying in the shower? Yeah, So, Adam Marcus wanted her to do that scene nude, and she had said from the beginning of the, the shoot, I'm not doing any nudity. I'm not doing full nudity. And I guess, like, throughout the whole shoot of the movie, he was telling people, like, oh, I'll change her mind. Like, I'll get her to do it. I'll yeah, get her to just do being it. Crazy. So when it came time to film the scene, she refused to do it. So when she's crying, she's literally crying because he turned the water on so hot that it was burning her. Holy shit. Yeah, so... So he's pissy? So, so he did that? That's fucked up. She was pissed about it, and he complained to her agent saying that she was being uncooperative and difficult, just like this baby. <laughs> Every other night he's in bed by like seven. Yeah, he wants to record, guys. Um, so he repeat he reported to her agent that she was being difficult, and she got so mad that she refused to go back to the set. She said, "I'm not finishing filming this movie." And the only way that they could get her to agree to come back is if Sean Cunningham directed the last few days of them making the movie. So wow, yeah, I thought that that was crazy. That um, is fucking nuts. I mean, shit. So, you know what? I was I was trying to like look for ways to give him credit, and then like just hearing that. Fun facts. Perfect time to bring it up that Sierra left. Um, originally, Toby Hooper was supposed to direct this movie. I think that honestly, I would have been interested at that point to see how this was. Yeah, there's another movie we covered recently too that he was supposed he was to. supposed to. Yeah, what I don't remember that? what it was. Yeah, I don't remember. We we covered something recently that he it was supposed recent. To um, uh, was it um, the Night of the Living Dead remake? It might have been. It might have been, yeah. But, I don't uh, remember. But that would have. It's just interesting. Like there are a lot of movies when you when you watch them and you're like, you know, they're kind of shitty. Even if they're not shitty, you always like 
every director has such a different like creative mind that it's always interesting to think about what it would be like if somebody else did it. It's like different actors too, because like you get these characters and. When you read about them before watching something, you have an idea. It's like reading a book and then watching it come to life. Like, you in your head have an idea of what it's supposed to be like, and then you see actors and you're like, eh, I don't know if I'd use that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, some other things that I had in my notes here. The original rough cut of the film was over 130 minutes long, and they cut it down to 91 minutes. Um, Sean Cunningham would get mad at the actors because they would take too long to take his cues when he was directing or when adam marcus was directing so he rather than do the 22 frames per second shots that's standard he did like 24 frames per second and i guess it messed up with some of the audio syncing and it also made the film like 10 minutes shorter so they had to go back but i guess it's still like kind of fucked up in parts i didn't notice it when i was watching yeah i was gonna say neither did i i would have loved or not loved i'm glad that they cut because i don't think i could have watched 130 minutes of this movie no (laughs) yeah that would be crazy and like some of like the ideas like on paper sound really good like the whole jason's a deadite um yeah the neck the use of the necronomicon and like the dagger in reference to evil dead like that's cool and I would have liked to see maybe more of that kind of yeah, footage. It's like an exactly. in theory thing, so, right? Yeah, so yeah. this whole this whole movie to me just feels like it's a shame that the finished product is such a mess because it seems like Adam Marcus really was just doing like a love letter to every horror franchise. I mean, so he had the idea of making Jason a deadite, which he had said in twenty seventeen in an interview. And that's why in the one scene, there's the Necronomicon, and then they have the Kandarian Dagger, which is what they said Jason, the only thing that could kill Jason, apparently. Um, He didn't have the rights because New Line didn't own the rights to Evil Dead. So his plan was to put the dagger and the book in the movie and hope that people would connect the dots. Um, But his idea was that Pamela Voorhees used the Necronomicon to bring Jason back because... She was upset, like, and that's the reason why he came back from the dead, and the reason why he's like unkillable and all that. Which is an, it's an interesting it's idea. Awesome. Exactly, yeah, it's really cool. Um, so they had the Necronomicon. It was the actual screen use book from Evil Dead Two. Um, Sam Raimi borrowed it because he was down with the idea too. He thought that it was awesome, and uh, he took the prop from tom sullivan who's like the prop guy for the movie and tom sullivan actually got mad because he didn't ask permission to take it um but there's also there's all kinds of things so uh in the basement of the house there's the crate from creep show that the fluffy was in yep um oh yeah yeah that's right yeah the jungle gym in front of the Voorhees house is the one from the birds yep um jason's heart which was, like, a key thing in the movie, was the same heart that they used in From Dusk Till Dawn. Which I want to, while we're on the subject of the heart, real quick, um, did you read about, like, the original opening for this film, that it was, uh... So, the film opens up with, like, this silhouetted figure, like, rowing out to the lake where Jason was chained, like, after part seven. Yeah, because this was going to ignore Jason Takes Manhattan. Yep, yep. And uh, pretty much, like, this guy, he uh, lays Jason out, and he, like, tries to perform a ritual. Turns out Jason Voorhees had an older brother named Elias. No, it's his dad. Oh, no, 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 no. Not, um, fucking, in the interview, uh, Adam Marcus uh, denied that. It was actually supposed to be his brother. Jeez. And, uh, yeah, he he was trying to resurrect Jason, 
and the whole like you you know like the eating of the heart in the mm-hmm. in the operating scene yeah that was to like they were gonna have Elias like regain like Jason's powers I guess and he was gonna be like the killer which is kind of interesting but Jason wakes up and they have like this big fight I guess mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a there's really a interesting like, concept. <laughs> there's just a lot of concepts that it's like, it kind of sucks that they didn't go for it. It's like one of those things where it's like, if you have these ideas, you either have to go all in with it. You can't just like oh, half-ass definitely. it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. The only other notes that I have are on the character of Creighton Duke, who is the, uh, <laughs> the bounty hunter in the movie. Um, should have been Tony Todd. Yeah, Tony. It really should have. He he auditioned for it. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What yeah. happened there? I didn't I didn't look at he that. Just, I didn't he see that. He lost it to um what the fuck's the guy's name? I don't remember the actor's name. I'm bad with names. I didn't take notes. But um the guy who got it Oh wait, hold on, I do have it. Steve Williams. He only agreed to play the character if he could wear a cowboy hat. <laughs> and dress like a cowboy. <laughs> You know um, what? Like that—that's a cool pass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his uh, so his character was originally um, in the cut. The footage that they lost. There was a backstory of him when he was younger, and he takes his girlfriend out to Crystal Lake, and Jason comes out of the water and kills his girlfriend, and that's why that was he supposed was... to be the factor of why he's. But they left it out, and they don't even bring it up. So at the end of the movie. He has the line where he sees Jason. He's like, "Remember me, motherfucker! Or remember me, or whatever." And it's kind of just and like it's, yeah, and and it's just like, "No, who the fuck? What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you mean?" Yeah. Um, but Adam Marcus also had said that Creighton Duke was supposed to survive the end of the movie because he wanted to make a spin-off series on Creighton Duke. <laughs> <laughs> you know like, what honestly i gotta give the guy credit uh creighton duke or the guy who played him like yeah he, he definitely like you know there's an won. interesting character it is but a it was, really interesting character he went all in I'll i will that, i'm gonna know? say that he was probably the only good actor, actor in the movie, movie yeah <laughs> yeah um there's also uh i have a note too adam marcus viewed the previous movies as sexist because of all of the female nudity. Yeah. So he purposely included more male nudity in the movie, which is why he has that weird scene where, like, the fucking BDSM shaving shit. Yeah. And which is, is kind of funny that you say that after hearing the whole shower scene. Scenario. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, that whole scene, I'm like, that's supposed to be Jason doing that, and I don't see Jason, like strategically tying a man up and shaving him no fucking it's just yeah. really fucking weird <laughs> but all right so let's dive into the actual movie um it starts out with uh this scene which is shot really well um it's a girl and it's supposed to be like she's camping with sh- so it's it was supposed to like she went she goes up to the cabin yeah and uh she's kind of like opening up the cabin like opening it up almost like there's gonna be like a group of them coming up for the weekend and maybe she just like went ahead as like a caretaker or whatever to kind of like get it ready for everybody so she gets up to the cabin and she's like messing around or whatever and all of a sudden out pops jason right can we just i'm jumping right to it the tactical towel that she fucking wore that did not come off <laughs> yeah so yeah. she first off like you're running for your life that fucking towel did not budge 
She was fucking falling all over the place. So she, back up, anyway. The girl's, like, getting in the shower. Jason, like, pops up. We know where it's going. She throws a towel on real quick, and she just starts fucking hauling ass through the woods. In a towel. She fell so many fucking times, and that towel (laughs) did not go anywhere. And then she does that fucking, like, black ops fucking front flip through the woods, and the towel still stayed. (laughs) Yeah, that old talk and roll over the fucking bench. Yes! Like, she... it didn't fucking budge. Yeah. There's no... Like, it was just so outrageous. And then the floodlights flip on. Yeah. And the entire fucking SEAL Team 6 pops off and lights them up. Well, so we were watching that scene, and I couldn't remember exactly what happens, because I haven't watched this movie yeah. since, like, high school. But, um... We're watching that scene, and the whole opening scene, Sierra's like, this is actually really fucking good. Yeah! And she, and it, it's a shame, too, because this is probably my favorite Jason look. Dude, I would I would put that next to part seven for sure. Yeah, like I'd say it's like the stringy hair and everything. The scariest Jason looks. Yeah. So we're watching, and Sierra's like, "This is actually really fucking good." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. I don't know why this movie has gets so much shit. Like, this is really good." And then Ten minutes later. he gets fucking blown up, and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, here it I is. remember now." And then Sierra's like, "How's he gonna kill people?" I'm like, "I'm pretty sure he's like a slug or some shit." And she's just like, "Oh god." She's like, "Yep, there goes the whole fucking movie." It, literally, like the first, I was like, "Cause I, I had texted you. I was talking to Dylan because I watched it last night, and." uh so I'm watching it, and I'm like, all right, well, because Dylan, I had asked him, I was like, just to make sure, I was like, it's Jason X, and uh, Jason goes to hell, right? And he's like, yeah, they're on Netflix, so check them out. I'm like, all right, cool. So I sit down last night, and I started watching uh, this one first, and um, he had told me, like, he was like, they're shit, just giving you a heads up, because we, we do that. Mm-hmm. Usually, I always get a heads up if it's going to be something that <laughs> is garbage, but... uh so, like, the first, I'm like, wow, this is, you know, like Dylan said, like, it's really not that bad. And then all of a sudden, like, the fucking floodlights, the SEAL Team 6, like, they just start blowing shit up. And I'm like, and it was, like, ten minutes after that when I text you and I was like, this movie's fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, Jason Goes to Hell is fucking outrageous. I was like, yeah, it, it is. It's just so, like, it's just so outrageous. Um, So there was a comic that came out. Uh, I've not read it. But it's supposed to... It supposedly explains the gap between um, Jason Takes Manhattan and this movie. And it basically explains, like, how Jason recovers from the toxic sludge in the sewers, because that's a thing, and uh, <laughs> and uh, makes his way back to Camp Crystal Lake. And then it shows, like, it, st- it kind of develops, like, the SWAT team's, like, following him on his way back to crystal lake and like them devising this plan to blow him up which i think sounds pretty interesting like yeah like a like an action fucking like yeah no it definitely like 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 we were talking about like there's definitely parts of the movie that are super good as far as like interesting concepts poorly executed and kind of all over the place but if you were just watching those like if you watched a trailer of this movie and they just use like those couple parts that were like super good you would totally be roped in, invested in this movie, thinking it was a fucking 10, and then you get there and you yeah. get rolled. It's a shame. But, uh, so the movie, it follows a girl named Jessica, who's, what, I, I, okay, I'm gonna say this. Supposedly halfway through, what, Jason's sister? Yeah, okay, so halfway through this movie, zone the fuck out. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, the characters to me were not interesting at all. There were some solid kills. I'll give it that. Um, the movie actually, I, I remember reading one of the big newspapers. I want to say is like the 
Wall Street Journal or some shit like that had actually like really praised this movie because the part where the uh, so there's three teenagers that go to the woods like looking for or celebrating that Jason's dead or whatever and um, Jason ends up killing them but the two that he kills are about to have sex and the guy goes oh I don't want to use one of those I don't like how it feels referring to the condoms so they throw it away and then they die right after and um, I think it was the Wall Street Journal said that like that's a return to like the tropes basically (laughs) Like, that and I feel like AIDS was at a you know increase, yeah. so they were like, exactly. Hey, here's a little PSA. Exactly. So, <laughs> but um, it, it had some good kills, and I will say uh, the the special effects were they done, were awesome. They were done by Al Magliacetti. Magliacetti from Greg Nicotero stu- Studio, right? Yeah, um, Studio K and B. And yeah. they did fucking good. They did, yeah. And, okay, yeah, so the absolutely. one scene, the one scene towards the end of the movie, uh, where Jason like possesses a different guy, and the other guy that he was possessing just melts away. Yeah, that was so fucking good. And I'm like, which Why? I heard the original idea they wanted to do, but because of budgetary region uh, reasons with the special effects, because Greg had to step in and be like, "Look, dude, you're costing the studio a lot of money," because he was doing like even extra work. The guy that did, like, he was, you know, the main yeah. special effects artist. But I heard the original concept with, like, you know, when Jason transfers from body to body, you're supposed to see the hockey mask, like, emerge, like, from the corpse, kind of. Which I was like, oh, that would have been a little interesting. But they had to cut that, too. Yeah. It, I feel like this movie had a lot of good ideas that would have been good if it wasn't a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, because we've porks. You know, eight sequels of a formula, and then 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 you try to switch it up. I think at that point, like, you're too Not far in. Yeah, exactly. Huh? Who's the baby? Okay, so uh, to catch you up, Sierra, real quick, we're just talking about the movie. We just started talking about like the plot of the movie and stuff. Tactical towels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the thing did. I brought on. up that you uh, you thought the beginning was good, and then the floodlights turned on. Yeah, it was. It was, it was like. You got Rick Rolled. Do you feel played? Yeah, it was, it, it's like it's like they started out with a good movie, and then they were like, "Wait, we don't want it to be good anymore." Stop. Yeah. Um, which I I read that the that opening scene was like, I don't remember if it was written or directed by someone else who wasn't credited. So it wasn't even that opening scene, which is probably the best scene, wasn't even done by Adam Marcus. So we can wow. but, thank Adam Marcus for the shitty Friday Thirteenth movies. No, for this one. And also Texas, also Texas Chainsaw 3D. Yeah, which he like, wrote. He wrote that. He didn't direct it. He wrote it. So the I I bet you that motherfucker wrote the. Do you get that class? That fucking line. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> He's the one to blame here. But, well, uh, you know I hate him now. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like in that in that interview, real quick, he he tried to say like, look, guys, I had Jason, I had Jason, um. On the longest like amount of screen time out of all the Friday the Thirteenth, he was saying in technicality. It wasn't Jason though. Like exactly I, my fucking yeah. Movie. Like you fucking scumbag. And that's the thing. Okay, <laughs> so this is the thing I'm gonna say too. Oh yeah, that's right. This is the one where he he like made out with people with a weird black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and like jump bodies. Kane Hodder seems like a really nice guy. Actually, no. To me, he seems really cocky. But yeah, okay. yeah. That's what I was gonna say. He seems really full of himself. Like, really full of himself. And he prides himself, like, oh, I'm Jason. I'm known as Jason. To me, 
He did better in Hatchet. That's my opinion. He was really good in Hatchet. Mm-hmm. Friday would you the 13th... consider Jason? Like, if you're going to talk about Jason... Well, that's the thing, is I consider Kane Hodder, but that's because he creates that image for himself. He's the only one that's parading around, like, I'm Jason, I'm Jason, I'm Jason. But... Isn't the original one Stephen Dash? He was... Is that his yeah. There's a couple. Even, like... Like, don't get me wrong, I love Kane Hodder as Jason. I really fucking do. Nah, I like him better but... as, um... In Hatchet, probably, also... yeah. also... Thoroughly enjoy CJ Graham from Part yeah. Six. Yeah, I love so, CJ uh, Graham. CJ Graham is a sweetheart. I don't think that uh, I don't think that Kane Hodder is bad as Jason. It's just he, he brags about it, and he was in the worst Jason movies. Yeah, and Sierra had me fucking dying because we're like in the middle of this movie, and randomly she's like, uh, fucking. Kane Hodder reminds me of the kind of guy that pretends he likes motorcycles, but he's never owned one. <laughs> and that's just all I could picture from then on. If you look at she said, him, she yeah. said he, he's probably the guy that refers to them as hogs. Like, man, that's a nice hog. Oh, shit, dude. I can't, I can't bury I Kane can Hodder like that. I can see that, though. That's horrible, but it's so he's got, he's got a place in my heart as Jason. But I do love C.J. Graham. And whoever did uh, Jason in, in final, uh, the final chapter... Yeah. Part four. Yeah. Really good Jason too. But that's probably the only the one that chapter. I could, that's the only one I could think of that uh Wait, I have to tell you something that's kind of on topic but kind of off topic at the same time. It is what so it. you know how there's all those stupid like Facebook like your birth did take the first letter of your first yeah. name and so I did that for like like your horror movie and it was like from my birthday the person who was, like, going to save you was Tommy Jarvis, and I was like, wow, that worked out nice, didn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, they originally wanted Tommy Jarvis for the, the role of Steven, but again, with, like, you know, Paramount um, not giving all of, he, like, They didn't have the rights to Tommy Jarvis. They just gave him Jason. They didn't give him, yeah. like... They didn't, or they didn't give New Line Cinema, like, Forever fighting over the rights of Friday the 13th. Why? It still is a bad battle. <laughs> Wasn't that, like, fucking recent... Court case yeah, it's still over, going like, on between, it, yeah. but that's um that's because Victor Miller wanted the rights to the franchise, which he wrote the first movie. I feel like that he is entitled to it, but I don't like that everything's put on hold for it because it it kind of sucks. Not I feel like it. he wants the rights to it, for, but though for money, like I don't think it's because it's like it's his baby or anything. I think it's like I want money. It's a financial game, and I don't I don't like I don't like people who are out for money. Let's talk about the kills. Were there any that stood out to you guys? Um, the tent one was pretty good. Yeah, the tent. Yeah, one the tent good. one was awesome. Uh, I'm trying to fucking think of. It's hard. Okay, so here's here's my thing with the kills. It's the same thing with the characters. To me, there were so and this is with Jason X also. There were so many characters that I couldn't keep up with them, and most of them I didn't care enough to keep up with them. But that's because none of them. There was like ten million characters and not an ounce of fucking character development. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But and I fucking hate when movies do that. I think well, which, I feel like, which that was blamed on the cut. Um, Sean yeah. Cunningham supposedly because he cut a lot of the drama out. Yeah. But it's also I, I feel it's like it's the same situation. I feel yeah. like it's the same thing with the kills. Like I feel like there were so many. Kills there was a that ton I'm of just them, like... but none of them were like considerably outstanding. I mean, none none of them are going to be like going back to the originals. You have a cavity yeah. color sticker on your phone. I do. I'm part of the Monster Club. Oh shit. Sick. Um, I like I remember like he slams the Those... two heads together. Okay, that yeah, that one was that one was, like there there's some good ones, but it's just. 
What is, is it, it bad? Murky? Like nothing um, is. I can't. I can remember. The only thing I can think of is from this movie is every time he switched bodies, like a weird black tongue thing came out of his mouth. Yeah. That's all I can think of. You know, um, deep fryer very oh, and the Necronomicon. It the deep fryer much... kill? No, was that a thing? There might have been like in a, like the restaurant. Said, there, there probably was. Yes, yes. Um, he killed the the heavy set lady's husband in the deep fryer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that was that was fucking mm-hmm. cool. And she's like, was... "Don't touch my honey," or something like that. I yeah. love. Okay, I love too. <laughs> Jessica has a daughter, and her, Jessica and her daughter are the only survivor surviving Voorhees family, and he has to. Where possess... they come from? Like, how is she, how are they related to them? I think it, I don't, like it wasn't cousin? his sister. It's it like had to be like a cousin or something, yeah. But um. So all of a sudden he wants to kill his family. Well, no. So the only they said the only way that he can come back in a true form is if he possesses someone of, with of his blood, which is why at the end he possesses her dead mom and he fucking jumps out of the floorboard and he somehow has full fucking mask and suit and everything. Doesn't explain it. He just <laughs> pops back up again. But um. Doesn't he sink into the dirt at the end? So the the one guy in the movie. Is like Jessica's kid's dad, but he's just like, oh, I, I haven't seen my kid. I've never met my daughter. This is the first Europe. time I've ever yeah. met you. Mm-hmm. He's like, what? What man? What? <laughs> yeah, it's very. Con- I don't know. I love too. I love. I did love when he picks up the three people that are going up to the camp, and he's like, oh, are you guys gonna go smoke pot and drink and have premarital <laughs> sex? And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, they. And are. they kind of were like all like giddy about it oh and um those girls peed way too fast for this movie to be a realistic oh yeah we were talking about that like when they went off into the woods she literally just walks over squats down stands back up and i'm like nobody pees that fast what do you know and like (laughs) as a lady and i'm sure erica can relate peeing in the woods is very difficult Yo, yeah, no, you got to balance yourself. Or yeah. you're pissing your own shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case it's you're It's not easy, guys. Sorry, that might be too Peeing outside in general is really hard. I peed in my own shoe one time. <laughs> guys, have I'll it say easy. this about Steven, the character. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about yourself. I was like, have <laughs> no, you ever no, peed in your shoe? Let me tell you about <laughs> Steven peeing in the woods. The baby's dad <laughs> yeah. that's trying to, like, save them. That was kind of fucking cool when he, like, did the fucking whole gimmick of the... He was cuffed behind his back, and he did, like, that Oh, he jumped over high the cuff? Jump. Yeah, I was like, okay, man. That was Yeah, cool. like, for a nerd, you, you get down, dude. Well, he, he yeah. tricked the uh, cop, too, when he was in the cell. He, like, grabs yeah. the gun and pulls him, and I'm like, all right, this guy's not too bad. Yeah, but, like, he straight looks nerdy. Like, yeah. you look at him, and you're yeah, like, no, no, he's, he's like... He programs computers. Yeah. You know? Nothing wrong with that, though. No, nothing wrong with that, but you don't expect him to, like, yeah. jump handcuffs and yeah, shit. Yeah, no, definitely. But... Jump handcuffs. Um, so that the movie ends with Freddy's glove coming up and grabbing Jason's mask, mask and, and pulling it down, underneath. which is supposed to allude to Jason, or Freddy vs. Jason, which, again, was in development hell for years. No pun intended with the when hell When did thing. that come out? 2004. <laughs> So that came out after the next movie. Yeah. So, um, but Kane Hodder was the one that did Freddy's glove coming up. So Dylan he also about did, the laugh. He also, yeah, it was just some random fucking laugh. It wasn't even Freddy's laugh. I was like, they couldn't even like take a clip of, Fre- of Freddy laughing in a different movie and putting it in there. But yeah. Um. So Kane Hodder did Freddy's glove. He also in. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 did the stunts for Leatherface. So he tries to say that he's the only person who's played every... Yeah, essentially. He's fucking out. He just... Like, those are Thule type things. But, um... Yeah, so that happened. That was supposed to lead up to Freddy vs. Jason. Which we wouldn't get until... 
fucking like 17 years later. Yeah, which by the way, <laughs> or no, 11 years later. I keep thinking this came out in 87 for some reason. I can't wait till we cover Freddy vs. Jason. I have a newfound appreciation for it. So it's, that, it's, what, it's humorous. What the plan? Fucking soundtrack, man. What the plan or, is? Is to now that we're done with Friday the Thirteenth, I'm gonna torture Sierra some more, and we're gonna do the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, yes. and it's all gonna lead up to the fucking title fight of Freddy vs. Jason. Sounds good. We're going. You know how hard it's been for me to get through Friday the Thirteenth. Nightmare on Elm Street is literally ten times worse than that for me. You have what? to watch Dream you Warriors. You have to. Yes, Dream Warriors. Why is can't the best. we do Halloween? Like I can go. I can go through Halloween no problem. I used to watch it a thousand times. We have we only covered we have only covered one Halloween movie. We've I said, only covered yeah, you've done it a thousand covered. times. Yeah, we've covered huh? two. We'll do Halloween too soon. I want to hit the big ones. I want to do that. Candyman, Nightmare on Elm Street three. I can't wait till we do Candyman. Can oh we do Pumpkinhead this fall, please? Yes, we can do Pumpkinhead. Oh, we're, hit, we're hitting them all. Hell yeah, I'm all for Pumpkinhead. <laughs> right, that's one that we keep forgetting about. Like it keeps like. Leprechaun. Oh, no, I didn't know. Leprechaun, leprechaun right now. Right now. Oh, watch it. We can do Leprechaun this week. No, I only want to do <laughs> Leprechaun in the Hood. Thank okay. you, see? You can't skip Leprechaun Goes to Space. <laughs> no, after Jason, I'm sorry. A friend with weed is a friend indeed, but a friend with gold is better, I'm told. Okay. That's a rhyme and a half. All right, right we're, there. Get, we're getting way Dr. off topic Sushi. here. Yeah, yeah, let's let's rate Jason Goes to Hell. Sierra, negatives are not allowed. We're going to rate Jason Goes to Hell, and we'll jump into Jason X. I'm going to actually give Jason Goes to Hell a very fair rating, because the next one needs a really bad one. Okay, well, negatives are not allowed, so... Okay, I'm going to give Jason Goes to Hell a three. Okay. All three points goes to that opening scene. <laughs> that's that's fair. I'll Literally, that. all three points are in that opening scene until those lights come on. Once those lights come on, it, like, lost ten points. I'm going to follow up. I'll give it a three. Um, mine, opening scene's good. I also, like I said, I like the special effects. The melting scene was really fun. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good makeup. Um, oh, and I, I the like, nod to other horror movies. Yeah, I like the nod. We, yep. we didn't really jump into that, but they have, like, Cunningham County as the county that the, everything takes place. Um, the news reporter was Robert Campbell, which is supposed to be Robert England and Bruce Campbell. Um, the Necronomicons in the movie. Yeah, like, the, yeah, we talked about the different, like, references and stuff. So, I, like I said, I feel like this was supposed to be like a, a love movie. a love letter to horror i think that it was Flopped. almost its own worst enemy with being a friday the 13th movie yes mm-hmm. i think yeah I, I think it had it been an, an original movie i think and they, they took they try they didn't try to shoehorn uh jason or friday the 13th in yeah. there and they took their time with it well, it could have been exactly a really good because movie. it could have been its own idea with like a creature that goes from body to body yeah. and killing people that that's a fine idea they, that's fine but they like, tied together too so there's no reason for jason to be in this movie they're supposed all. to be freddy vs jason and um the necronomicon tying in was supposed to lead up to ash vs freddy vs jason which I, did become a comic um to this day i would still love to see that i would they still we we saw um a panel ken kersinger did who did uh who played jason in freddy vs jason and he said that they still to this day like joke around talk about, about doing it, it yeah. like talk about doing it and he's like i would absolutely come back for it which it could be fucking cool and it could be a, a good way with ash vs evil dead ending to bring ash back one more time but I don't think it'll. You'd happen. really need to. You'd really need to pay Bruce Campbell to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you'd really need to pay him. I don't. I don't see it happening, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm. But I'm he gonna, wants to see hat. I'm gonna agree with uh, Sierra and give it a three. Steven, what you got? I think I'm coming in with a 1.5 on this. Oh shit. Um, 
Steven's yeah, usually no, the nice I reader. Sierra, it's very rare that Steven reads something lower than Sierra does. I have hated <laughs> this movie for years, but doing the research, there were some fucking cool ideas on paper, mm-hmm. and I would have been for it if executed correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but also after like what we got, and I mean, it just shit just fell apart. But also after listening to this interview with Adam Marcus, like. At first, I tried to see his point, but then at the same time, you wrote Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. Yeah. And you're saying cuz. <laughs> the whole fucking scene, shower scene with the one actress, like, that's just fucked. Yeah. But he also seemed really fucking cocky, and I think he was just way over his head. Mm-hmm. And the execution just was not there, even though there were some good ideas. And at this point in the series, you know, like... We're already on, what, the ninth fucking film now? You're going to all of a sudden try I'll to change say, it? I'll say, too, I, I think that he kind of got set up in a bad position because it's his first time writing and directing, and you're going to give him one of the biggest franchises. I, I feel like yeah, that's... Well, to his credit, he th- totally thought, like, I could fucking handle this because I guess he was very close friends with the the Cunningham family. Yeah. So he became like Sean Cunningham's like kind of like lackey for years and got like the experience that he felt needed. So it wasn't like he went in with a very it seemed confident. like cocky. Yeah, very a very confident like mindset. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I got this. But I don't know. I mean, like I said, uh, this was one of the coolest fucking Jason looks. Mhm. And there were some cool kills and great special effects, and that's where all my points, my point five of points, equaling a one point five, that's where all that's going. Because there's not enough to make me yeah, like, I had score to any higher. Wiggle room for Jason X to be really <laughs> bad. <laughs> Erica, I'm coming in with a four. A four. Ooh, Erica's Still being... better than Creepshow three. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's that's you know bottom what? of the barrel. That's right bottom. I, sh- I can't believe I, I gave that fucking thing over three. Creep Show three. Huh? I would definitely watch this over Creep Show three. So that's oh, yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. I'd watch Creep Show three over this. Really? At least Creep Show three had some good LOLs. This, this is Crispin in that one. Was yes. that Crispin? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd yeah, watch yeah, that yeah. for Crispin. I'm a huge See, Crispin supporter. I okay. She so, hasn't done much lately. <laughs> no. The tactical pal brought in a lot of points for me. That that was the best special that effect was the of the best movie. Best special effect of everything. Do you think they like velcroed it on or? Like, I don't know. I swear to God, or Sewed was it, it painted? Maybe. Don't don't even bring it up. I want the mystery to stay. <laughs> don't think to. about it. Um, I'm just like I need that towel. That yeah. towel's life. Um, I don't. I just I I like the concepts that were there, and there was multiple, and that's where I think this movie bit off more than it could chew. Is that. You know, like, you have a couple good ones. There was multiple good concepts. Nothing at all about this movie was executed properly, in my opinion. The special effects were really awesome, and I do like that. And that always makes me boost points, because I think special effects are super important when it's not just full-blown CGI shit. You know what I mean? And, And so when you see that they put that effort forward to do, like, interesting concepts plus good special effects... You gotta give it some wiggle room there for, for some points because there's a lot worse shit out there that's nothing but like CGI bullshit that's, you know, yeah. trash. And I think that. <laughs> Jason X. Exactly. <laughs> so that's again, Jason X was, in my opinion, much worse. But um, I liked I liked the homage that it paid to all of those 
other characters, I think that was such a good concept. Mm-hmm. And again, if they could have gotten rights to stuff or if they just, if it, it was better a, executed, a it would have been super cool. Um, I mean, I just, I think that there's, it had a lot going for it. It had a lot of potential and it just boils down to, unfortunately, bad yeah. management. But so basically, Adam Marcus was trying to set up the Avengers version of, of a horror <laughs> of movie. A horror movie. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. Now, are they going to have infinity masks? What's their, what is their, what are we doing here? <laughs> the infinity kills. I like it. Let's do it. All the right. trifecta. What could it be? So uh, the <laughs> average rating for Jason Goes to Hell is a... <laughs> Sorry. What the fuck was that? <laughs> you sounded like Super Mario. <laughs> it's gonna be a, a, a two point nine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, I think that's good. Look, that's that's good. No, you don't say that's it's good. Fair. That okay. is fair, y'all. No, that is fair. That's it all right. Fair. It's all right. It's all right. In the year twenty four fifty five, on a routine training mission, a team of students is about to discover a life form. Frozen in time. Wow. They're on their way back. Prepare for Donkey and Power of the Lab. You brought him on board? Everything's under control, man. What the hell is going on? Jason Voorhees, that's what's going on. He's an unstoppable killing machine. Ah! Guys, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. How do we get off the ship? I don't know. Look, we're gonna be all right. What? Are you high? Uh oh. I think we're finally okay. What the hell is that? You've got to be kidding me. Oh, wow. He's been modified. Oh, you think? You guys might want to run. He's out there. Why don't you just stick your head out and have a peek? Okay, I got Jason X. Let's go. Well, hold on. Let me let me let, let me, me light this dumpster fire. Okay. Yeah. So Jason X came out in 2002. Uh, has a 4.4 on IMDb currently. That so is way too fucking kind. Point point one higher than uh, Jason Goes to Hell. How? It was directed by Jim Isaac and written by Todd Farmer. I knew I couldn't trust anybody with the last name Farmer. <laughs> um, the idea was originally brought up by Todd Farmer. Uh, Sean, so, Sean Cunningham, they were planning on doing Freddy vs. Jason in the near future. Um, so, Sean Cunningham wanted to do another Jason film to pique interest in the character because it had been almost ten years since the last movie came out. Um, like, anybody had forgotten about the movies. <laughs> like, so, like, like, we had to remind everybody that Jason was a character. Like, everybody knows fucking Friday. I, I'm sorry. So I'll shut like, up now. Like I said, the budget was $11 million. Um, They made $16.9 I could have made a better movie with $1 million. But uh, they, they did... It was one of the most successful in the series because of VHS and DVD sales. Um, Todd Farmer based most of the film on Alien. He wanted to make it as close to Alien and Aliens as possible. 
And there, there is like why? Well, there, okay, so there is. Oh, I'm then, not gonna go over. Every then why line. didn't he make an alien alien movie? Yeah, movie like well, why? well, we'll get into it. So I, there's a list online of all the similarities between the movies. I didn't even bother reading it because I didn't care enough to. But there is a list of what what's similar on it. The main one that I got was a survivor woman that's a badass that rather than hunting a xenomorph. Jason. But that's kind but, of what the tongues in, in uh, Goes to Hell reminded me of anyway, of the al- from Aliens. Yeah. Um, so, so I wonder if it was like a lo- an ongoing like idea no, somewhere it's in the back different, of his head. Well, it's so, a different um, person. Oh, yeah, that's the right. two. Jim Isaac, Noel Cunningham, who is the producer, um, Sean S. Cunningham's son, and um, Todd Farmer, they were making up scenarios of what I hope Sean S. Cunningham punched his kid in the face after this. He was part of it. Sean Cunningham was part of this movie, too. Oh, my God. So, again, back to he approves things, and then when they do bad, he goes, oh, why would you do this? Um, So, they were coming up with ideas, and basically they were just bullshitting, and they were doing, like, Jason in blank, and they would insert things. So, they had um, Jason in the hood, Jason in snow, Jason underwater... Jason in the Arctic. They did. They've done Jason underwater like four times. They kicked around um, Jason in L.A. again. They even had a idea of Jason in the NASCAR circuit. Yeah, was I one really of the. On. One that would have been excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jason so they goes to Daytona 500. Can I so, just like, like throw out a face? So, the, they ended up settling on Jason goes to space because with Freddy vs. Jason coming out. They wanted to make it something where it was futuristic so that it wouldn't interfere with the timeline if it happens. At, they wanted to make it happen after Freddy vs. Jason. Um, I, I can see that, but at the same time, this series has the most fucked up timeline of any. Apart from, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> what are you talking about? Texas Chainsaw Massacre's timeline works. There's no timeline. It's just random movies with different families at I different would, times. I would have definitely take. Sorry, you're good. I was gonna say I would have definitely taken like um, Jason in like L.A. Maybe fighting a gang over Jason fucking goes to space. And the only way I feel like I can really embrace this movie is if I treat it like Leprechaun in space. <laughs> and you just gotta fucking laugh at the bullshit. I, I couldn't do it. The dude. thing is, though, is like this movie laugh, isn't man. even funny, man. Is that like like there's nothing in it like that's meant to be funny? Like we're like the Leprechaun movies were like literally they just started being comedies, like mm-hmm. kind of yeah. raunchy comedies. Like this movie was there wasn't even anything that was supposed to be funny. It was just really bad. There was one scene that was that act that we actually both laughed at, and reading up on it, it was actually made to be funny purposely. Was the VR scene? Yeah. Where it cuts away and then it cuts back and he's just like bashing the sleeping bags together. Yeah, yeah. that was um, awesome. <laughs> that they purposely made f- funny because uh, the director didn't want to do the scene because he said, this is just a way for you guys to put gratuitous nudity in the movie. I'm not doing it. It's degrading. He didn't even want to... Uh, the casting director, too, was like, I'm not even going to cast these people because I'm not just going to cast random topless girls for a movie. It's stupid. I'm not going to do it. So the only way that they could convince them to do it is if they agreed to make it a humorous scene. And it originally was supposed to be more drawn out. It was going to have a bunch of topless girls playing volleyball and shit. Like, it... it yeah. The only way to approach it was, you know, to be tongue-in-cheek with it. Mm-hmm. What made me laugh, and this was definitely not supposed to make you laugh, but 
There's the one guy and his android girlfriend, right? Yeah. And KM. All right, so we've got like, you know, Jason Chase and then we're towards like the last act of the movie. And he straight up is like, hey, Slappy, got something for you. I was like, what the fuck? Why would you call him Slappy for one? And then he looks over at his friends. He's like, gave her an upload. You mean a fucking upgrade, you idiot? Like, an upload? Gave her an upload. Way to be futuristic there, buddy. Oh, my God. An upgrade, man. Come on. They tried so hard. Uh, the VR scene, um, I'll just touch on it since we were talking about it. It was originally going to include Pamela Voorhees, and they were trying to get Betsy Baker. Not Betsy Baker. That's from fucking Evil Dead. Betsy Palmer? Betsy Palmer. Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't get the name Betsy a lot, so I get confused. Um, yeah, Betsy Palmer was originally supposed to come back and do it, but they couldn't come to an agreement. She was actually at a convention near where they were filming when they were filming, so they were trying to convince her to do it. She was supposed to come back for um, Jason Goes to Hell 2, but she turned it down. But uh, (laughs) she was going to be in the VR scene, and Jason was actually going to kill her in the VR scene. And it was supposed to to show how evil Jason had become since the beginning of the franchise. Mm. Um, Yeah. Oh, can we talk about the scene where, like, Jason gets an upgrade and, like, there's all those, like, weird squiggly fur fuzzy little things <laughs> fixing him up? Yeah. What the fuck was the that? The nano, the the, the nanobot is, like, things. nanotechnology thing. I literally yeah. was staring yeah. at them and I'm like, they look, it literally looks it's like the same thing. television fuzz. It's the same thing. Okay, so the movie starts out um, in 2010 and it has a uh, fucking David Cronenberg is trying to... Yeah! He's okay. trying to, um... He wants to, like, check Jason. So it starts out, and the the main girl, I don't remember her name, but she's like, we can't keep him, he's too dangerous. They want to like, keep Jason because he c- keeps coming back to life, and they think well, that would like, be beneficial to study. Yeah, but David Cronenberg's like, oh, I'm, I'm calling him David Cronenberg, I don't even know his fucking name in the movie, but he's like, yeah, not his, his, ability, David Cronenberg, yeah. his ability to regenerate cells and dead tissues, and, and I'm like, when the fuck was that a thing? Like, when did he ever regenerate dead cells and tissue? No, he he was like a rotten corpse walking around. Yeah, so um, they want to keep him. He ends up getting frozen in the cryogenic shit, but um, he stabs through it and stabs the girl, which apparently the strongest fucking machete in the world because that's not his strength that's going to break that steel. That's going to be the machete. The machete's going to break before the steel does. Yeah. But whatever, we'll let it, we'll let it slide. He stabs About- the girl... And she gets stuck in the cryogenic shit, too. Are you still there, Steven? I'm still here. I was okay. going to say, um, speaking of machete, why the fuck did the machete get an upgrade, too? I don't know. Dude. Okay. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. So, so, well, well, so they wake up in 24, or 2455, um, a space crew is, like, salvaging shit on Earth. They find them, and the, the nanobot shit was what fixed her wound up. They did that. Um... It does upgrade Jason later on, and it's called, referred to as Uber Jason. And oh this, my gosh. it was supposed to be this big like plot twist, but the marketing teams marketed the movie with that image and those scenes in the trailer and stuff, so it totally gave away the plot twist. But they should yeah, have been fired because that's a big fucking giveaway. And yeah. wait, hold on. So he was supposed to be called Uber Jason. Yeah, it's it's even Listen, in the credits. In the credits, it says Uber Jason. If you're Uber in Jason. space. Come on, just make him fucking Mecha Jason, like yeah. Mecha Godzilla, you know, at this point, because, <laughs> come on, you know? Yeah. He even it, looks Mecha. It makes no sense, but... 
Uber. <laughs> so Uber, Uber Jason, yeah, that's got a fucking ring to it. Yeah, so he sounds really badass when you say Uber Jason. There's so many characters. No, like Mecca Jason sounds badass. <laughs> there's so many Sorry, characters. No. Yeah, you're good. I I can't even fucking begin to name them or even tell you what the fuck their backstory or anything was. They're just fucking there. Well, we know They're that they don't live on Earth One because Earth One students. is ruined and they live on Earth Two. That's what we know. Yeah. yeah. And they're um, all fucking each other. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the breakdown. Um, That's all you need to know. As long as they screw, they're gonna die, so it's fine. That's why the one lady survived. Yeah. So. Did she survive? The whole movie is yeah, Jason on this spaceship, just like hacking through these people. Um, there's the first movie to rely on digital effects, and you can fucking sh- see it's really fucking bad. It's garbage. Yes, here. Tell them about your favorite scene where you see Jason floating in space, please. Oh, yeah, I will. I'll get to it. Um, <laughs> the kills suck, mainly because they're all CGI. The oh. only cool one is the one where he dips her fucking head in the cryogenic shit and, and smashes, smashes it. it. Which I they love- actually, they, they did that in... Um, Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Can I just say I love Walmart version Tony Todd? Yeah. The fucking, the one guy, like, looked like Tony Todd and looked like he was trying to be Tony Todd <laughs> the entire movie. He was a good, he was, he was probably the best Great character. Honestly, if Todd. I was going to say, I think he was the best character. Yeah, in the absolutely. Movie. He's he like the, their Creighton Duke, you know? Yeah, he's like, probably, he was probably the only good fucking actor in the movie. Yeah, he was a really <laughs> good actor honest. and it's like, everybody else was just like, like, especially the guy who had the, um. The robot. KM. Yeah. Yeah, he was just like. Oh, I also love whenever it, like... Really awkward. After she gets decapitated at the end, and he's holding her head, every time it, like, shows, like, a faraway shot, and you can see it's very obviously just, like, a fucking... And then like, it shows a close-up, and she just blinks once. Yeah. That's it. Um, oh, no, I loved when she got offended when the girl was like, are you... Wait, I thought she was... She looks so real, and she's like, I am real. Yeah. <laughs> what made me laugh about KM2 is, like, when she gets the upload, quote-unquote, yeah. um... She tilts. She tilts her gun to the side. Yeah, and I'm like, I was like, what yo, is that? Early <laughs> she just went thug. Because in early 2000s, it was cool to be gangster. Yeah. Oh no, exactly. like straight up. They're like, when I was watching this, I'm like, this belongs in the Resident Evil movies, like right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Sierra said Resident Evil, and I said something else. I don't remember what it I said. It just makes me think of like the scene in that yeah, when, House of the Dead. Do you yeah. remember when we watched Resident Evil, the one that was in 3D in, in New Paltz Theater? Yeah. It makes me think of that Resident Evil, not like the first one. All the futuristic okay. shit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was just... Oh, horrible. I said Blade Runner. That's what I Blade said. Blade Runner, yeah. I was like, yo, this bitch is straight out of Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. But it, it... This movie's fucking everywhere. And I said... The whole movie, because, again, I haven't watched this movie, like, probably since it came out, because it is that trash. It I'm is, like, I'm never yeah. watching this again. And I, I will... Disclaimer, too, if you've listened to the show, we really try to... Stray from calling a movie trash. This movie is fucking bottom of the barrel trash, in my opinion. Um, I, I know there are some people that like it. Really? It, yeah, this movie it has a following. I don't know. Like a culty kind of let thing. Me tell, sort of. Let me tell you guys this. In like 2003, I know at least over a dozen people that dressed up as like Mecha Jason. So uh, okay. it definitely had a following. Well, that's the thing. That's really the only like. Um, the movie has mostly bad reviews, but I've, I heard, like, from what I read, Uber Jason was, like, really loved. Like, that was this big cool thing. And that was the selling point that they had for the movie was Todd Farmer had pitched the idea of him being in space and getting an upgrade to make him – it was supposed to make him scarier because he was more 
more dangerous. And that was the selling point was like, let's, this is a way to make Jason scarier than he already is. It did not do that. No. Um, the whole movie, I was telling <laughs> The whole movie, I was just like, please, please have a shot of Jason flying through space. Please have a shot of Jason flying through space. Guess what we fucking got? Jason flying through space. We did yep. it, boys. <laughs> do you remember the Disney movie Xenon? Yes. Okay, it was Xenon with Jason. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> It, no, this movie and without was, the catchy music. Serious it should have Battlestar Galactica with yes. with Jason. I felt like it like this movie is straight up like the sci-fi, sci-fi channel, channel would put it out. I would see the sci-fi channel putting this movie out. Gosh, the yeah. acting and you know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. The director is David Cronenberg's protege, <sighs> which I'm like, how, dude? How? Oh my god! Todd Farmer, who wrote it, he wrote something else too. I can't remember what else he did. Was it other trash? He actually was in the movie. He played um, Dallas, the guy. Sto- Siri called him Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you see it though? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh shit. He um. He, 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 he his character was named me. Dallas, which was supposed to be after Alien, which was one of the like nods to the Alien movies. Um, yeah. Todd Farmer wrote My Bloody Valentine 3D, the remake of My Bloody oh, Valentine. Oh okay. Okay. Which I thought that that was uh, pretty good. You know what? Yeah. I thought that was uh, pretty solid. He also wrote The yeah. Messengers from 2007, which was all right. Yeah, it was I've like, never seen that one. Um, and he wrote Drive Angry with Nicolas Cage, which I've heard that that's good. I've never watched yeah. it. Yeah, it's an action movie. Dude, Nick Cage is in. I'll watch it. Yeah, it's Nick Cage. Everybody loves him. Like even if he's you know bad, he's still on? good. You know what else was re- referenced in this? The BFG from Doom. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. That's pretty cool. I yeah. guess. I fuck um, with Doom, so... <laughs> the, the whole fucking movie. I'm, like... I I've, hate space, so you know that this was not... I watched this movie, and I was like, I'm gonna try to be subjective to it. I'm gonna try and find something. <laughs> something. Anything. That I can be like, you know what? I really I really appreciate it. Jason flying good. through space. I have something good. What's up? His <clears throat> mask was really shiny. That's not even a compliment. Like, okay. I, I, I'll say this. Ha, were they to continue the series... The whole ending with, like, the Earth 2 and his mask in the water and stuff. And they're like, oh, let's go check it out. And they're at the lake and It might and set up for a nice next movie. Where, right. Where I could see, like, if they did the original formula of him at a camp, but it's, like, a different world. It could have been maybe okay. I'm not going to say good, but... Depends who did it. <sighs> we can't all have winners. Get a mashup of this in the movie Martian. I would have accepted Mecha Jason in camp setting. You know what's sad is that I don't... You know, like, usually when we see these really bad, like, continuations or remakes, it's like, oh, they did this for money. I don't even feel like they did it for money. I feel like in their hearts they... Well, I feel like Sean Cunningham does anything for money. No, but I don't think Sean... (laughs) I'm saying, like, like, the farmer guy... Todd Farmer, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they were like, oh, we just think it's a great idea, and it wasn't. (laughs) Like, yeah. we just love Jason. We really want to keep him going past his prime. Well, that's what Sean Cunningham's whole plan for it was, like... This I movie... Carry, I want to get interest in Jason again. This for, movie is middle-aged Jason. Jason losing his hair. That's nah. essentially what this movie is. Honestly, Sierra, that's a good fucking... It is. Like, that's, that's the, a the really Friday good analogy. The series should have ended when the 80s ended. You know? This, this it movie... Really, 
This movie was like, yeah, you're right, Sarah. Midlife crisis, like, hey, remember the good old days? Let's go kill some teenagers, guys. And it's just yeah. like, shut up, Dad. You're 58. We don't want to play with you anymore. Like, that's this fucking movie. Yeah. Jason with New Balances. We all like, like we all like Ghostface now, guys. Come but I, I, Stephen, while while I will agree, like this series as it is should have died in the 80s. I think it I should did have like ended the, with... I like the remake. The I... 2009 remake. I oh, I'm face. sorry. I, I don't mean to mention... That's excluding the remake. Uh, we the talked remake, about... Yeah, you know, I, I think it's revisiting. fucking solid. I think that they did a good job in... I think that the, the Friday the 13th should have ended after Tommy Jarvis. But see, yeah, a reboot is different than a continuation of, like, I feel like the series and yeah, this was, like, uh, a yeah. continuation. You know, I would love like... to see a remake of the Tommy Jarvis, like... Well, we... So we I wouldn't want to see a remake. I think that they... Like a continuation. No, I would... Like, I would like to... Like, I think it would be... There's certain movies that I'm curious to see a modern take on. I think that Never Hike Alone did good with bringing Tom Massey's back. just did, yeah. Yes, definitely. And I will say, too, Sierra and I made our list for our YouTube video on ranking the movies, and we did include Never Hike Alone, because I feel I don't care if it's not canon, I feel that it does deserve to be on there. I feel like it outshines a lot. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of them. Oh, yeah. I will say it's higher up on our list than a lot of the movies. Yeah. But I, I I don't know. Do you guys have anything to say about this I have movie? nothing because, because I, I'm trying to be positive about it. I, I, like I said, um, I couldn't find his anything. His machete was really shiny. His mask was really shiny. The robot oh, was a badass. I do have one but thing. But there was a robot. That's the problem. I do have one thing. Um, the scene, I didn't write it down. Tony Todd was cool. Um, the scene where Stoney opens the door and gets stabbed. At, where he's um. Let me guess. Stony was the guy that had the long hair that no, looked like. No, it was the guy. The guy and the girl that had sex. Um, and the blood sprays his girlfriend in the face. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. She yep. wasn't supposed. Exactly to... How was? Yeah. How did they miss naming the stoner Stony? That wasn't supposed to happen. Um, the blood getting sprayed in the face. So when she's crying, she's not crying because her boyfriend on screen died. She's crying because the it fake blood got in her eyes and it was That's burning her hilarious. eyes. <laughs> yeah. That's what a bitch. Cool I probably would have been like, oh, that hurts. So if you're watching Fuck. this movie and you're like, hey, this has good acting, she's doing a good job. It's no, not that acting. was sincere. Yeah. She wasn't acting. <laughs> it doesn't count. I uh, mean, points for getting to see Jason in Masked again, I guess, right? If you think was, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah, he's Dewey. She cuts her uh, And yeah, she, she like she like picks off. it up and looks and she's like, poor guy. And I, she's the one who wore a mask. As they did do a good job of keeping it looking like... It was gooey. Juicy. Yeah, well, keeping it looking like Jason. He was fresh. <laughs> Alright, let's rate this motherfucker. Was I the first one? Yes. Okay, one... Nope, point five. Point five. Point five for Tony Todd! That's not Tony Todd, but looks damn close. And I'll, you know what, I'll give... I'm gonna give three... Point three to Tony Todd, point two to Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I would it's love phony her. Todd, okay? Phony Todd. Todd. Oh, shit! <laughs> I we love you, phony Todd. I would have loved to see Stone Cold Steve Austin crack a beer and chug it in the middle of the VR Slam game. <laughs> what does he say? What, what does Stone Cold... He has, he, has, he has things that he says. I know he does. Yeah, he's got many things. He's the what is, like, what's one, his... right? So he's got, give me a hell yeah. Yeah, and, there uh, you go. That would have been awesome. What? You know, like, he's got... I fucking loved it. When I was a kid, I thought Stone Cold was a badass. I just he is remember, a badass. My brother used to Capri, bang Capri Suns together. 
and like chug them, and Finn started doing it because my oh, brother like, showed it. You know, so Finn will bang two fucking Capri Suns. Do you remember like a, like last month or two months ago? There's the rumor that like Stone Cold Steve Austin was gonna quit drinking, and then he he had to publicly come out and be like, "I'm not quitting drinking." Have you seen it? <laughs> yeah. He did like a Fuck whole yeah. series of videos where he critiques uh, girly drinks from the bar, yeah. and yeah. he was like, "Have you guys ever? All right, what are we drinking?" And the ladies like, "It's sex on the beach," and he's like, "Have you ever had sex on the beach? You get sand in places," and then he drinks. And he's like, this ain't half bad. <laughs> he's like, it's too sweet. I'll finish it with a beer. <laughs> like, fucking. Why are we talking about so much? I don't know. Anything to keep from talking about my, this movie. My childhood hero. Alright, um, I'm coming in with a zero for this movie. That, like I said. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's no, not even for Tony Todd. I don't even think I've ever given a movie a zero. Not even for Tony Todd? No. Like, this is I will. Okay, zero. I'm going to go out. I know it's not my turn. But this is probably the only one that I would shit on more than Creepshow 3. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it was, like, if this or Creepshow 3 were the only two movies on Earth, I'd watch Creepshow I'd 3 watch Creepshow every day. Movie, absolutely. Every single day. On repeat. Yeah. We, we would be quoting that bitch. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Steven. We've hit an all-time low with Steven's this. Steven's gonna be no. like, fuck you guys, it's a 7. I like it. <laughs> no, it's honestly like a 1.3, and that's all for Mecha Jason. I refuse to call him Uber Jason. Did you give it? It is Mecha Jason. I didn't actually give it a, a rating yet. She's next. Oh, what do you... She's oh, yeah, next. Steven is next. next. Yeah, okay. Steven was talking about <laughs> Nothing Mecha, for Tony Mecha Todd. No, nothing for Phony Todd. All right, all right. Todd. We'll split it up, even though you can't really split up a 1.3, but... We'll give we'll do a sixty forty split. So sixty percent Mecha Jason, forty percent fake Tony, phony Todd. There phony you go. Phony Todd, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I coined that by the way. If I, if we ever meet him, we're gonna be like can, well, can we like bring in a picture of Candyman and be like, will you sign this place? <laughs> yeah, but you gotta sign it, love phony talk. Yeah, right. Like we'll be like, we realize this isn't you, but it's it's an, it's an inside joke. <laughs> gotta love when people tell you that you're the ass of their joke. <laughs> hey man, I've been making fun we of you. We loved you and Jason X. <laughs> Only you. <laughs> it's like there's a there's a table of him. Like the and, whole cast, and, like, and you're Kane like, Hodder's there too. We like balk high Kane Hodder and go right up to Phony Todd. No, oh my god, no, we like cut out his face five times and put it on every person's face on the poster. Stickers! <laughs> yeah. Stickers! Can yeah. you just sign this for everybody? <laughs> All this, right. this is how bad the movie is that we're having this conversation right uh, now. Oh god. Erica, give it a number. Bro, I'm gonna come in with a solid. I gave it a point five. You don't have to be. He gave it nothing. I guess a, a one. Wow, that was really nice. I'm gonna Is give that... one point for Phony Todd. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we're coming in for you, Phony. That gives it an average of a point seven. I think this is the <laughs> lowest rated. It fucking beat out. It beat out fucking what was it? Uh, Parasites. The Parasites episode. Oh god. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Yeah. I don't think one of those movies got anything. Steven, lower. do you work tonight? No, I'm off. Do you want to do? Do you want to go? Uh, around in horror trivial pursuit. Yeah, I'm down. Alright. Well, okay, so we're gonna do a horror trivial pursuit between Sierra and Steven. Alright. So I'm gonna roll the dice for you guys and The pick... dice decides what the category is. Yeah, so the categories okay. are um monster movies, gore, psychological, paranormal, killer, or international. Okay. Alright, so, Steven, you go first. Since you're new to the game. 
Alright. And so I'm the reigning champ. You got killer. So, to what Bill Murray film is the plot of Happy Death Day similar? Groundhog's Day. You got fucking it. asshole. <laughs> Alright. That was an easy one. Sierra. I'm gonna get a stupid fucking pain in the ass one. Okay. You got gore. Okay. I hate gore. There you go. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't hate I'm gore, but like, I'm, I don't watch That should have been my question gore. or card, whatever. <laughs> Alright. Over how many years was Eraserhead from 1977 filmed? Two. Five. Damn. See? I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, who would know that? <laughs> All right, Steven. You got killer. What is the profession of the father of Mark Lewis in Peeping Tom from 1960? Fuck, I've never even seen Peeping Tom, to be honest. I'm really surprised. I feel like that would be a movie you'd watch. Yeah, no, it's on my watch list, but I haven't seen it. Throw something out. Anything. Uh, janitor. Psychologist. <laughs> oh, right. high class citizen. Siri, you got killer. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is a Steven question. You ah, might get it, Siri. Okay. Maniac is set in what East Coast American city? East Coast American city? Yeah. Mm, New York City? It is New York City. <laughs> All right, so it's tied up 1-1. One, one. Steven, you got gore. Yeah. This is a Steven right. category. The leader of the skinheads in Green Room is played by what former Star Trek actor? Are you kidding me? Green Room? Yeah, the leader of the skinheads. <sighs> Can I take it if you can't answer it? No, what what year did Green Room come out? 2015. It's a it's a more recent one. It's really oh, good. Oh, I haven't even seen it. You, you need to Room, watch dude, it. It's so good. so good. Oh, fuck, dude. I didn't even see this movie. <laughs> it's Captain Picard. Thank I don't even know much. who that is. I don't know what his real name is, but it's Captain Picard. <laughs> okay, well, nobody gets it. It's uh, yeah, yeah. Patrick Stewart. Thank you. But it's Captain Picard. All right. Sierra. Green. International. Oh, fuck. You, oh, you might get this. Okay. In Raw from 2016, okay. what is protagonist Justine studying to become? A veterinarian. Yep. I, I still gotta see that movie. That's a French film. I it believe. was really good. You should watch it. Yeah, I definitely gotta check it out. Okay. Me and Erica watched it, and it's like, I'm not really usually into the foreign films, but it was so good. Steven, you also got international. Okay. All right. All right, I'm gonna give you a hint. We covered this on the show before. Okay. What 1960 Italian film was an adaptation of the short story The Witch by Nikolai Gogol? Let me see. Black Sabbath? Uh, yeah, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Um, uh, fuck, not Black Sabbath. Um, fuck, is it Black Sunday? Uh, Black Sunday. You got yes. it. Okay. Fuck yeah. Okay, so it's tied 2-2. Next one wins. Come on, Sierra. Killers. Killers. Got this. Come on. Oh, that's, that's not... No, fuck that question. That's not even like a horror-related question. Who is the... Okay, who is credited as the writer on every film in the Child's Play series from 1988 to 2017? Oh, oh, I know him. Um... Um, hold on. His name's, like, on the tip of my tongue. 
Oh. I know you know it too. Yeah, it's like it's like right there, and it's like I'm. I, I got mean, it already. Yeah. I know you got it. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Oh my gosh, we were literally just talking about this the other day too, because everybody's pissy about it. Mm. Don. Don. Something Italian, right? Yes. No, yeah. Mm, is it an M? Yep. Mince. Zini? Yep. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Alright. Zero one. I won. Three to two. Sorry, Steven. Bullshit. If you want to keep going, I'll keep going. Fucking best of five. Best okay, of five. Right. Best of five right <laughs> now. He was like, I refuse to lose. Alright. <laughs> Steven, you got paranormal. Oh, man. Alright. Who can pull up... Um, you're not going to know. I don't... don't ask the compose. Don't, okay, don't yeah, do yeah, like, we won't do music once, yeah. Um, oh, fuck this movie. In Drag Me to Hell from 2009, how many days will protagonist Christine Brown be tormented before being dragged to hell? Oh, fuck. Um, what's she got? Like, it's not seven days, because that's the fucking ring. Yeah. <sighs> Is it like 14 days? It was three days. Three and days? Holy you, shit. You over, You went for the two weeks. It was yeah. only a half week. Yeah. It's like if you watch the ring tape twice, that's when you go die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I haven't watched Dragon to Hell in a while. You're not missing much. <laughs> Sierra. Is this international? It is. Fuck. From what Southeast Asian country is the eye donor for protagonist Mun in the eye? What Southeast Asian? Asian country. Asian country. Is the donor from... Can I get a map of Asia, please? No. <laughs> uh, Southeast. <laughs> so, mm. Phone a friend. I just want to guess. Mm. Mm. Right, I'm going to No, Southeast Asia. I don't know. Like China? Nope. Malaysia? Thailand. Malaysia's at least in Southeast. That's where those over, planes were like, missing. China is... All right, Stephen. It's over there. You got place. international. So, okay. yeah, it's over there. That's correct. All right. The so-called martyrs are meant to reveal the secrets of what sinister organization... Oh, wait, okay. The so-called martyrs are meant to reveal the secrets of what to the sinister organization and martyrs? Life after death? Yep. Fuck you. I love, I love martyrs. All right, Sierra. You got gore. What actor from The Office portrayed one of the teen protagonists in House of a Thousand Corpses? Oh, um, Rain Wilson. Yep. Right. I actually knew his name. I'm so proud of myself. I didn't it's say Dwight. It's 4-3. <laughs> Steven? Okay. You got gore. What fluid is spilled on the mattress she died upon? Oh, wait. What fluid spilled on the mattress she died upon resurrects Julia Cotton in Hellbound Hellraiser 2? Blood. Uh, yeah, it's blood. Fuck, Steven! Another fucking fluid's gonna get spilled. No, don't, nobody answer don't that. Nobody answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next, next right answer wins. Come on, Sierra, you can do this! Sierra, you got psychological. Fuck! Okay. I might do okay, that was just really dramatic. What mathematical quality accurately identifies room numbers with the traps in Cube? I've never seen Cube. Okay, so you're not gonna guess it. Cubism. <laughs> Prime numbers. Okay. Steven. Paranormal. If you get the Steven, I'm coming uh, to your house might, and murdering he you. He might get it. Fuck. Who directed Innkeepers from 2011? Uh, Adam Wingard. 
No, 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 no. Not at you guessed wrong. You guessed wrong. You can't do it again. That's bullshit. Goddamn. It's not. It's fucking uh, Ty West. It is Ty West. I know. Ty West is my man. All right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Does that not count? No, you get you guessed the wrong. I let Erica decide. All right, I did get it right. right after. It's already a tiebreaker. That would just mean he didn't get it. Yeah. He was closer than you were, though. Like, I didn't guess that. No all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm yeah, gonna but ask, I never saw that movie. That's I'm gonna ask one more question, and whoever okay. answers it first is the winner. Oh, okay. do we ha- can we say ding, ding, ding? Like, no, you go. Ah. Okay. Can we give? Okay. Ah. You go. Ah. Go ah. Eh, okay. <laughs> well, you have to have the answer. You can't just ah eh, and then the uh, okay, okay, uh, okay. Okay. It won't ah eh unless I know it. Got it. I'm just gonna handpick this one. Steven, I'm gonna ah. Eh. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Everybody's just saying ah. Eh, I really think you need to keep this. Ah. <laughs> eh. Now, if neither of them get it, can I ah eh, and steal the show? No. God damn it. That's cheating. No, it's not. Not in Bruce Campbell's game show, but in mine it is. This isn't the last fan standing, Erica. It can be if I I'm push looking, I'm looking for a good one. We weren't even allowed to stand. Why did I say Adam Wingard? Isn't he part of that crew, though? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he ain't oh, he's a pal. Okay, so that's why I was like... Yeah, right, it, 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 it was a good guess. It was, it was an honest mistake. It wasn't... It, it wasn't was way a, out there. If yeah, you were to sound like good, Wes Craven or some shit. Yeah, yeah. That was a hypothesis. An educated guess. Uh, fuck. He's he's trying to find the Mac Daddy of all questions. I'm trying to right find now. one that's like a, a perfect question to ask <laughs> both of you. That's not Texas Chainsaw related. Yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be unfair, and I will agree to that. That that would be unfair. But then, and then again, I feel like Stephen probably knows knows his shit. So I don't know. Stephen, do you want to go head to head in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre trivia off one day? I'm down. It's been a minute, but I'm down. Yo, we can make this happen next episode. I'm challenging you, my friend. I'm not going to study either. I'm going to just try to go off. I won't either. I won't either. We should know what we should do. We should have Dylan do quotes. And we'll, like, name the character who said what quote. Or the movie. Oh, I'm bad with character. We got to do, like, movie title maybe because I'm bad with, like, character Okay. 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 I got a a question here. Okay. All right. For all the marbles. You got to ant it. Remember, Steven. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm listening. I'm just... Focus on on that question. Alright. Both of these are good. Alright, alright. Okay. These are all some good ones. Alright, I'm going to ask the the first question that I had on here. I'm nervous. Reanimator from 1985 was based on stories by what author? It's P. Lovecraft! (laughs) Come on, I fucked it. Steven, that was so good. Right, H.P. Lovecraft. I don't know who got that first. They that both was... added it and said I it at the same time. I cut you off, man. All right, the town <laughs> I that cut dreaded... you off mid question. The town that dreaded sundown was presented as a quasi documentary. Did it have narration or no narration? Eh, no narration. narration. God no damn narration it! At the end, Stephen got it right. Woo! It had narration. When did it have narration? Blair. In between the kills. Charles B. Pierce, baby. Steven came okay. with punch on the that pressure, one. The pressure. We're, we're having the rematch. The Texas Chainsaw rematch. We, we were pretty next, na- next we, episode. I would say that we were very fairly matched to each other. I, I agree. I think Steven that was... was probably the closest. 
That that was because I I whipped Dylan in this game. It was good. It was a good match. So next episode, Texas Chainsaw rematch. What do you guys want to cover next? Um, Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> it's gonna be too late for <laughs> Leprechaun in the Hood. Do Candyman next? You want to do Candyman? Yeah, let's do Candyman next. Candyman next week. Fuck yeah, let's do Candyman. All right. So the next only because I like Tony Todd's coat in it. The next episode, we're going to be covering Candyman. Do you want to just do the first one, or do you want to do... No, just yeah, do we'll first just do one. the first one. There's so okay. much to talk about the first one. It's a really okay. good movie. So we'll cover Candyman. Um, I'm not sure when this episode will be out and when it'll be. So currently, depending on when this episode comes out, I have an episode that I'm releasing on Martin and Death Dream, which I'm putting out tonight. I'm going to finish editing it in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um I, we have the Cults, Crimes, and Conspiracies episode where we play Factor Bullshit. Oh my god, with my brother, I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. that That's all uh, you guys. <laughs> and we that have um, we have nineteen the nineteen forties episode for the Centuries in Horror. I have all we have all of them recorded. Nineteen thirties, nineteen forties. We have all of them recorded. I just have to edit them. Um, and now we have this. So yeah, Candyman. It will be the next review episode if we don't do a Centuries in Horror episode in between. Ma. 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 So, thank you guys for listening. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast, on Twitter at Horror underscore Haven, on YouTube at just look up Horror Haven Podcast, I guess. Um, find us on <coughs> Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a review, subscribe. All that fun stuff. Good night. It, it was fun recording with you guys. Oh, we yeah. got, we the got gang, the full crew back for this episode. The crew's back. We back, boys. Can you please you put in Chop Chop saying good night? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. E X I T. Exit. Good night. Oh, oh, good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs>